Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Head to our Patreon, go to our Discord, even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today. So connected to the world of Nintendo, even Link knows where to find us. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 603. My name is Lucas, and I will be Three. one of your co-hosts today. Three! However, I am not the only co-host here who can roll his R's. Eugene, how are you doing tonight? And tell me, where can the people find you? Um, Infender.com is the place you can find me. Um, I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. Um, really... I want to know, Lucas, how are you doing this evening? You look like you are uh, chock full of energy this evening. I am wide awake, ready to go. <laughs> I have never felt more energized in my life. I am full of vim and vigor. Um, I will shamelessly Ooh, plug this. I have a YouTube channel you can go to to look at me. That's uh, Lucas Peace. Just search for that and become one of my subscribers. I now have 500 as of this afternoon, so be a part of the madness. Justin... <laughs> How are you, and where can the people find you? I am great. You know, right now you can find me in the Mortal Kombat 11 crypt trying to find a special event chest. Um, but <laughs> when I'm not distracted by video games during a video game podcast, you can find me um, on Twitter at InfendoJustin. You can also go to thedisneyparkbench.com, listen to my other podcast, read my blogs, and, uh, and yeah, there's, there's, those are the places. Give us attention. We really need it. Um, we are here tonight Please. to talk to you about some stuff that I actually have no idea about. Neither does Justin, apparently. Maybe he does. I don't know. But, it was um, just announced he, today, so that's okay. Eugene is the one who's going to be telling us this news. Um, this is weird. This is weird even for us. So, Eugene, talk to us about what's in the news today. Yeah, so um, it's been rumored for a while, um, but there is an announcement from Valve today um, about what they're calling the Steam Deck. So it is going to be a Switch-like handheld. It is basically a mobile PC. Um, it looks pretty cool to me, honestly. Um, it looks like there's going to be a couple different versions of it to start. The specs look like they are pretty nice. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at it and it looks pretty similar to like what PS5 and uh, uh, Xbox are offering. They're saying that th that it can play like the you know the newest latest games. Uh, yeah, Steam Deck. It looks interesting. Um, Starts at three ninety nine for a sixty four gigabyte unit and uh, goes up from there. So, uh, so yeah, I it, it's still fresh. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts here? Because it's still fresh well, for me too. I, I have questions before anything. Yeah. So, sure. so have they announced yet? Is it going to be treated as like a fourth major console, or is it like um, you know, oh, I have that on Steam Deck, so I'm playing on PC? Like, what is the it's What's basically, for there? all intents and purposes, a mobile PC. So anything that hits Steam, you can play on this. And uh, if I had, like, an account on, like, like Sam playing Warframe on Steam, and then I got this Steam Deck, I could then continue to play my PC save on Steam Deck because it's it, all Exactly, PC. and that, yeah. that's okay. what the appeal nice. is here for a lot that's of people is because actually. your entire Steam library will pull over, you know? So that's years and years and years of games that you could have purchased that you can play here on a mobile console, you know? So it's pretty interesting. That's cool. 
that's cool. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's actually kind of nice. And it's um, okay. So let's get into let's get into mobility then. Because <laughs> like the switch, I can bring in the car and and play and whatnot. But Steam, I feel like I have to be connected to the internet to use, right? Or am I vastly mistaken about that? Is just depends be, like, on the just depends on the game you're. Just depends on the game you're playing, yeah. Because uh, I mean, like a game like Doom, which you can download onto your console, and you don't need to be online at all. You can enjoy that entirely it's on your, okay. you know, Steam Deck, as it were. You know. Okay. So, so really, cool. it just depends on the game. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds uh, I, like fun. <laughs> I don't have a huge Steam library, partially because you know I'm a Mac user, and there's, I mean, there are, there are definitely some good Mac compatible games on there, but I don't do a whole lot of gaming on my computer in the first place, ironically, considering what my change to system is probably going to be about. But, um, yeah, so I don't see a whole lot of use in this for me, but I definitely see where this is going to be like a big thing and, you know, the gaming circles to have basically a portable Steam device, which is almost what the switch was kind of becoming you know there was this portable device that you know smaller computer games could be ported to and i'm a little worried that this means that they won't come to the switch anymore but you know oh i cross that bridge when i come to it i think they'll still be coming to the switch for sure but i think that you're right i think this is going to be um it could potentially be pretty big it could be a a flop also right like who knows yeah well, but, I mean, um, they didn't Steam have like some like a home console thing that well, completely flopped that's, too. That's kind of the issue, right? Is I mean, for four hundred dollars, I can have a pretty nice savings for like a low end computer. You know, like I can I can start to pick up a computer for for a little more than that. So, like, do I invest in an actual machine that I can use for other yep. things, right. or do I blow four hundred dollars on a video game system that can play all the games that, frankly, my laptop can already play? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It, I mean, definitely. I think that's the trade-off there, right? I guess the one appealing aspect of this is that this literally is gonna be, you know, switch-like in that oh. you can dock it to your TV, you know. So it like, would, that's kind of cool too. It, it but, would be you know. so nice to be able to like lay in bed and have this system and be playing all the games that I can't get on, you know, Fall Guys. I could just get Fall Guys on that. Red Dead Redemption Two, you yeah. know, things like that. Monster yeah, Hunter totally. World, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have to wait for like them to get ported to Switch. You know, that would be that would be really comfortable for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if it's enough. I'm not sure I mean, either. Like, like Sonic Adventure 2, like I've been wanting that on Switch, I could get mm-hmm. that. Like I'd, I'd really enjoy the system. If somebody gave me this system, I would <laughs> definitely get a lot of use out of it, but I don't know that I would spend $400 on it, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where I am with, with a lot of things. Like, I, I've been debating getting a PS4 for, like, a year or two, but, like, I don't know if I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. So, you know, I haven't spent the money on it. And that's kind of where I am with this. Like, somebody gave it to me. Oh, yeah, I'll totally use it. But So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, um, that was my the end of my incomplete thought. <laughs> um, so you said that it, it can connect to a TV, basically like a switch, right? Like through a dock, I'm guessing? It, it comes with a dock, yep. Mm-hmm. And it connects through HDMI, I'm assuming? Um, I think so. It has USB C. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. how it's doing it, but USB C can trans, you know, transmit video. Just so yeah, see, I think because, that's see because mm-hmm. that would be a big selling point for me too. If I could like stream and record gameplay using the system, you know, as yes. opposed to like using my laptop. 
and, and you definitely could. That's you know, it's set up to be, allow you to do that because you can, yeah, literally smash it on a dock, and you know, it'll output to the TV with the via HDMI. But and yeah, it'll connect, you know the, connect that it, to like the capture card. It, exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because okay. that makes it even more appealing. We'll so. see because because one of the issues I had um, last year when I was recording Phasmophobia gameplay was recording that gameplay made my game run like curdled goat milk. Um, and it, it would be <laughs> sure. so nice to be able to play a game on a system that's dedicated to being a system and then have that feeding into, you know, like I do with the Switch, have that feeding into my laptop and everything, but having the two devices be separate. So, like, that yeah, would be... exactly. God, you're making me want this thing, but, man, $400 is a big price tag for what's Well, just I, a, I think you know. a lot of people are thinking that, too, but I think the... Um, the real value for me and the, the, what really might push me over the edge is that, and we've talked about this before, right? Do you remember with, um, what was the game? Um, not Banjo-Kazooie, but like the, the freaking... Um, Ukulele? Ukulele, yes. That remember games how, are going to be coming out quickly. Right. and yeah. Remember how, how many times Justin was complaining that it's this much price on Steam and this mm-hmm. much on, you know, you, well, in this instance, you can get a, like, well, you know, a lot of $5 games where on the Switch it would probably cost you full price, you know? Not only that, well, no. but you also already probably, if you're a normal gamer, own like 50 or 60 games mm-hmm. for the system, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. It to... comes with a pre-built library, you know, for, for a yeah. lot of people. So yeah, there's a lot of value there. That's why it's so appealing. I think uh, the internet also is jo- is jokingly dubbing this the actual Switch Pro, so I think that's kind of funny. But um, yeah, no, I, I it's got a lot of appeal, you know. It's definitely not, um, you know, it's not going to get your Nintendo stuff, but like, you know, that's yeah. why we have the Switch. But Nintendo also doesn't get a lot of third-party stuff, well, so like there's definitely like that that wonderful crossover between you know, kind of, kind of like the whole reason I got an Xbox One. It has all the games that Switch doesn't get. Well, and as much as people complain about, like, Nintendo not releasing games on Steam, you know, or, or other systems even, like, this is why, right? Because all it takes is somebody to come out with a, a Switch lookalike, a Switch copy. And if Nintendo had Breath of the Wild out, if Nintendo had Mario Odyssey out, if Nintendo had all those, you know, first-party games out on other systems like Smash Bros., then why would you ever buy a Switch, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, totally. I, last week, I was all gung-ho to buy a Switch OLED, honestly, but this mm-hmm really ate its lunch like yeah. you know like for 50 bucks more you know I, yeah 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 no that's uh it's very tempting it's definitely something i want i just don't know if it's actually something i'll ever own. Mm-hmm. you know maybe when it's maybe when it's been out for like a year maybe it'll go down in price a little bit and it'll be a little more affordable but yeah i don't know <laughs> sure well, I guess speaking of Switch OLED, I know Justin wasn't on last week, and I'm not the host, but I'm going to transition us anyways. Um, do I? Do we want to talk about Switch OLED? Sure. I mean, um, sweet. I finally found Motaro's horn. Anyway. Um, All right. That has been the Switch OLED <laughs> part of the discussion. We will be right back to change the system. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I have opinions on it. Like, I'm... I don't have strong opinions on it and that's kind of the thing that i'm getting a lot of on the internet that's kind of exactly what our discussion was yeah for mm-hmm. last week like <laughs> like i don't think this people are angry that this isn't the switch pro and and honestly i'm like this is a great system for people who were on the fence about getting a switch but don't have one yet it's a great system for people who may only have a switch light but want to 
you know, get something more substantial, more, you know, switchable. It's great for, you know, it might be great for somebody like me who has a launch switch with a battery that doesn't last all that long and, you know, the, you know, a couple of other minor problems with it. Like, you know, if I wanted to upgrade, it's trade this in for what, $150 at GameStop, or I guess it's 175 and for another 175 I upgrade it. Like, you know, I could see the appeal of that, but you know, like, I don't think it's anything to be angry about. Like, this, if it isn't for you, it isn't for you. And, like, the idea of an OLED screen sounds great. The idea of a bigger screen sounds great. Um, my only concern with it is I still use my, uh, uh, what do you call it? The VR thing. Mm, like, I, I, oh, I love right. playing. I we don't use the actual the cardboard. person who still uses <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't use the cardboard one anymore. I have like one that you know, like actually straps onto my head, and it's great for playing Breath of the Wild in bed in 3D. So, like, I would hate to lose that functionality. And it sounds like, you know, the the images won't line up with the yeah. with the eyepieces very well. Yeah. But like that's really oh baby boo don't so. don't worry Amazon's already flooded with um, hmm. things that you can. That's fix that true. For. Somebody I'm sure somebody has probably figured out how to uh -huh. make one of those. So I mean, really, like this is a if I ever need it, I'm I'll probably get it. But otherwise, I'm probably just going to sit around and wait yeah. for the actual Switch Pro or right. whatever the successor is. It's it's but, the kind of thing that like if your Switch broke. Yeah, for $50, I'll get a nicer screen. Right, you know? exactly. Like, this is a great replacement or a great, um, you know, upgrade for a Switch that maybe, like I said, my battery doesn't last exceptionally long, and I do most of my gaming handheld nowadays. But, you know, it's if it's not for you, it's not for you, and, and I don't understand the, the anger about it See, not being what Nintendo never said it was going to be. <laughs> I've been so disconnected from, like, all of the negativity on, like, video game stuff lately. Like, and I'm really happy about that, actually, but, like, I don't pay, <laughs> I don't pay attention to that stuff anymore. And it's been great. I've really been enjoying games a lot more as a result. So, like, I didn't even know people were upset, but of course people were upset, you know? <laughs> well, and, and one thing, like, a lot of people are angry about, and I think this is worth addressing, is, oh, they're they're releasing a new Switch, but they, but, you know, they're still got Joy-Con drift. And so here's my thing on that. Nintendo has never really openly admitted that Joy-Con drift is a problem. Yeah. I think it's something that they are quietly working on in the background. And when the problem is solved, the problem will be solved and they're not going to say anything about it. And they'll just quietly roll it out and whatever, because, and I don't think that's good. I think Nintendo would be more, would be better to be more proactive about it. But like, just because they're releasing this new system doesn't mean they're not working on the existing problem. You know, <laughs> like people yeah. have this thing in their in their heads that Nintendo can only do one thing at a time. And, yeah. you know, we know that they can do multiple things at a time. Well, it's kind of the, the, the whole Smash thing, right? When like a new character would get revealed and they'd be like, what a waste of a character slot. Yeah, right. It's like, that's not how, I mean, for the DLC, yeah, but like that's not how like, like game design works. You know, there's not a limited number of character slots and 
when you use one up, you're just you're done. You know? Right. And on a tangentially related topic, um, you know, I've had a, heard a lot of people complaining, especially since the announcement of Metroid Dread is, oh, well, where's the Metroid Prime trilogy? It's like, here's something I've kind of figured out about Nintendo. They probably have a lot of games that are like 99, 100% finished that are just sitting there on a hard drive waiting for Nintendo to say, all right, now's a good time to release this. Yeah, sure. And I, and I think that Metroid Prime trilogy is is one Probably of those like things six months before like metroid prime right 4, exactly right? Yeah. metroid prime 4 like like maybe whatever direct they give us a release date on they'll say also right now you can purchase you know like nintendo's good at having these little things like especially with all these uh what uh leaks and stuff like that that have been coming out where we find out nintendo had this game that was completed and they never released it because yeah. you know reasons yeah <laughs> Well, and even the fact that people would be more interested in getting a trilogy that we just had released, like, what, like 10 years ago on the on the Wii? Less than 10 years ago? Like, well, I, I mean, Skyward Sword was just released 10 years ago on the Wii, so... Yeah, but, but we've never had a, like, a, a remake bundle of that game, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the fact that we're getting a new Metroid game, not, not that I'm trying to tell people how to feel, but, like, we're getting a new Metroid game... And there's another new Metroid game in the works, but the thing that we're upset about is that we're not getting the same trilogy that we could play on the previous <laughs> system. You know, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, and me having never been able to finish a Prime game, like, I'm definitely more excited mm -hmm. about Dread than oh, I am about same. Prime yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know but, you know my opinion on that. The only Prime game I ever finished was Hunters on the DS. <laughs> Dredge just looks so good, one. though, right? Oh, it looks so good, man. It your so your um, article that you wrote the other week um, really encapsulated my feelings on that game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. Like, there's all these mechanics I didn't know about, right? Like, that um, there's these specific zones that have the Emmys, the robots in them, and you have to, like, get the charge cannon by, like, bashing open the computers, and then you literally just have to, like, stare down the Emmy as it's charging at you and fire off your cannon at its head to, to like, expose it, the weak point. It's like, so neat. They're really playing into, like, the fear aspect, which is cool. We, we actually, at my house, we been watching the alien movies we just did alien oh one and alien that's awesome you can stop and, there and i yeah that's what i heard actually. <laughs> um well and hilariously alien 3 is a lot harder to find because i don't think anybody wanted it but um but sure. no like, i actually I, prefer I had, it over resurrection but tangent I had, again <laughs> i had always heard that they heavily inspired the metroid games but having yes. never seen them until this week i didn't know how much they inspired the metroid oh games. so this is your first oh mm -hmm. okay see I've, I've seen all the memes and the references and you know i've seen like homer simpson and like you know a giant <laughs> mech fighting you know alien right. but like but like yeah i'd never actually seen like the the movies before so like yeah no like watching it really put me in the mood for more metroid so yeah i'm uh, i'm really excited for dread it looks that's like awesome. a really good time a alien the the first alien movie is one of my all-time favorite movies and one of the few horror movies i've ever actually really cared to watch not, not that this is a movie podcast but much like terminator i really preferred the sequel but you know that's neither here sure. nor there i still thought the first one was really good too but i don't know i'm a sequel guy um we will be listening to eugene and then we will be right back i well um <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess I sure. I guess I have a few thoughts on a few things. I guess if I'm, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I cut you off, and like as you were getting ready to speak, so I was about to do the "we'll be right back" thing. But go, <laughs> go, speak to um, us. Well, I there was just one thing that Justin, uh, when he was talking way back when about Switch OLED, he kind of uh, made me think of. Um, I think a lot of what Nintendo might be doing with Switch OLED. I mean, Justin, it's, it's like you know they're. There was a lot of um, hate on the internet for it, right? But I think a lot mm-hmm. of that is because of the reporting that was, you know, basically said that it was going to be what it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I, well, I, and none of that came from Nintendo. And exactly. And from what right. I've yeah. read, like, this doesn't preclude the existence of an actual hardware revision. Like, sure. this is a stopgap because probably Nintendo decided, hey, this thing's selling like hotcakes, so why would we spend the money on new technology I, when we can repackage the old technology? I do have to say, as much as I'm in the Nintendo camp on this one, it's weird to me that they went with like a full like feature presentation announcement for this thing instead of just quietly dropping an article on like IGN because like uh-huh. they they had to know how much people were expecting the Switch Pro. But they came out with like this whole video trailer, meet the newest member of the Switch family. Sure. Like it is it is kind of tone deaf. But that being well, said, you're absolutely right, Eugene. Like it's it's all because of like internet hype, you know. It's not yeah, what totally. doing. It, and then I feel like this probably would because I think this is launching um, head in hand with uh, Metroid, if I remember correctly, right? I so. Yes. so I feel like this was probably like an um, they were planning on announcing this hand in hand with Metroid at E3, but they kind of read the tea leaves. They're like, "Well, if we announce mm-hmm. this at E3, like you know, the, people are going to think it's the, the next new system." The, and there's yeah. just going to be this shadow of you know. Well, oh. and they did the same thing with the Switch Lite. You know, they didn't announce sure. it until like a few weeks after E3. Probably, I think because... Steve even said that maybe yeah. as much during his tenure at Infendo. God rest his soul wherever he may be right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I think that's that's definitely part of it. But um, also for for me, the pandemic has to have a part of this, right? There's chip shortages all, all oh, over yeah. the place. So maybe what rumor was uh, that leaked a year ago was planned for you know this time. But, you know, they just couldn't make it happen because the chip's shortage or something like that. And then they figured that maybe, you know, at this point, they need to ramp up chip production for the actual, you know, next console or something. You know, that's well, their planning in a couple of years. Well, so that's we, what I was know, thinking, too. All we know for like, sure is if there is going to be a new Switch, it's going to have an OLED screen, right? Like, that, yeah, that seems like a given. <laughs> right. So anyways, that's really, I guess, all I really wanted to chime in on. So thank you, Lucas. I appreciate it. Um, we'll be right back. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so I get bored at work sometimes. When I do, I head over to twitch.tv slash Radio and get caught up on last week's episode. I do that too. I don't do that if my boss is watching. Um, welcome back to Infendo <laughs> Radio. We are going to talk about the games we've been playing. I know a little unusual for us, but we just we had this urge to discuss all the games we've been playing. <laughs> I'm going to go first because I have the most normal thing to say. Apparently, um, <laughs> I've only been playing one game, and I've been playing it since Thursday at midnight. And that game is called Monster Hunter Rise. Um, like I said, this game came out about a week ago. 
I have put 65 hours into it so far. If that's any indication of how much I enjoy Wait, it. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> I have put 65 hours into it so far. Wow. Yeah. You must really like that game. I really like that game. Um, so I, um, I, I like monster catching games a whole lot. Oh, I said Monster Hunter Rise. I'm sorry. I meant Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. That's the game that we're listening to the soundtrack to right now. Thank you, Ghost of Steve, for telling uh, me that in the comments. <laughs> um, so, Fingers, yeah, no. I thought, I thought we were listening to something from Skyward Sword since, you know, tonight's nope. the night. Speaking of which. Yeah, so anyway, Monster Hunter Stories 2. <laughs> um, I, I really like monster catching games, and I like Monster Hunter stories, I keep wanting to say Rise, more than I think I actually like modern Pokemon or old school Dragon Warrior monsters. Um, it is pretty much like shot for shot the same game, but prettier as the original Monster Hunter stories. Like, it is just phenomenal. And I went back and I watched like comparison gameplay of like the animations and stuff from like the 3ds and the switch this game it's it's just like the ocarina of time thing right it looks like how i remember the old game looking then i go back and sure. i look at the old game and the old game <laughs> looks like phantom hourglass like, yeah. like it one is... of the best looking games of all time oh yeah of course obviously no offense eugene i forgot that's your golden <laughs> goose. ironic that i'm comparing a monster hunter game to phantom hourglass i know right <laughs> um but we'll uh, get into that again. but you know it looks like a ds like zelda game compared to like this you know and it's just like oh man like i um i forgot how much i like the combat system which i know is really like critically reviewed by a lot of people but it has like a double rock paper scissors kind of thing to it we're like yes you're doing like the pokemon type matchups where like oh you're fighting a fire dragon so you want to use water but then that fire dragon might use power type attacks and power type attacks are oh speed okay type yeah. attacks so, like, when you have a head-to-head, -head, you have to make sure that you're using the type of attack that they, you know, are weak to. Hmm. And a lot of that comes from knowing how the monster fights and predicting what they're going to do in the beginning and then memorizing, like, their attack patterns, right? So, so let me like, ask you a question on this. Yeah. How does, how does this game keep you from... Because the way Nint the, the Nintendo Pokemon games, or I guess Game Freak Pokemon games do it, are, um, yes, they do the type matching, but the way they restrict it is with the four types, right? Or the four moves that you can have, right? Mm -hmm. So at any given time, um, you can only use four moves, so God, you could be going up, up so again. well for my next point. <laughs> <laughs> please, please tell so me. So let me explain to you the most interesting thing, which I actually just wrote an article about this afternoon on Infendo.com, if you want to go check that out. Um, the Rite of Kinship, which is basically how you assign your monster specific traits. Um, you have nine slots at maximum, depending on how good your monster is, and you can unlock more of them with special items that you find in the game. Each of those slots can have what's called a gene, and each of those genes does something. It can either be like a passive ability, like defense up or offense up, or it can be an actual okay. attack that they can learn. And you can take any gene from any monster and put it on your monster. And then when you line the genes up, like bingo style, you create combos where, like, if I have three lightning oh, skills at the top, I sure. get a bonus to my lightning damage. And, yeah, so you can have a ton of attacks and a ton of abilities, but you're going to have a monster that can do a little bit of everything and is weaker as a result. Whereas if you focus on, like, lightning and power, you mm -hmm. know what your monster does, and he's limited to that. But you can also switch monsters out on a dime without it affecting, like, turns. And, and see, I, I think so. I like that because the way Pokemon does 
because it, it almost feels a little too restricting at times where, you know, you can only have the four there's, moves, right? So There's actually a thing in competitive Pokemon called um, four-move syndrome, I think, four-slot syndrome, which is basically like um, this Pokemon really needs a fifth slot to shine, and it doesn't right. have it. So it's, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the gameplay is weird, and it's always been kind of weird. But, um, oh, and Ghost of Steve is once again telling me, yeah, you can also, like, combine the same attack multiple times onto a monster to make it stronger, which is something I've been doing a lot of, hunting down specific monsters with specific genes to, like, make my perfect beast of a, of a so know, that's, and So that's how they bring in the monster has, hunter aspect of it yeah. and, like, crafting and everything. And yeah, just, pretty okay, much. That's cool. when, you, when you fight monsters, you can make them retreat with, like, the paintballs and stuff. All of the combat feels so natural to, like, monster hunters. Like, you've got your great mm-hmm. swords, your bows, stuff like that. Um, but then, yeah, as you beat monsters, you can go into their dens and steal eggs and hatch the eggs and find out, like, what genes and everything they've got. But um, you actually don't control your own monster. You control yourself, and then you have a monster battling next to you. And the monster will choose to do its own attacks, but you can also command the monster at the cost of, like, your special gauge, which is constantly rising as you battle with your monster. So it's a whole balancing act of, like, you know, you know, trusting your monster to make the right move or knowing that your monster is stupid and changing the move at the cost of not being able to use your own special attack. And I just, I love it. And this game has co-op quests, which is brand new to this one. And I did, like, two or three of those with Steve, and I really That's like fun. them. That's yeah. fun. Now, unfortunately, um, they just released, like, the first update for the game, so the little dog from Monster Hunter Rise is, like, a playable monster now. Um, Steve has been trying to get to the right level to do that with me, but it's, like, level-locked, like, to halfway through the game. So he's, uh, he's playing through that, and hopefully we'll be able to go hunt down some doggos because I really want to add them <laughs> to my team, even temporarily. But, yeah, no, dude, I just I love it so much. Sounds like, like a fun time. I love it so much. And I know it's not for everybody. Like, there are people out there who will really, like, compare it to Pokemon and think Pokemon is the better game. But for me, mm-hmm. it's like a home run. It's exactly what I needed, so easily easily in contention for game of the year for me this year nice. um and that's really all i've been playing i tried pokemon go but i did not get all of the starters so i will not be getting my collector's medal i know there's supposed to be pokemon go fest this weekend i think actually yeah. the 17th and 18th mm-hmm. so i'll probably be doing a little bit of that as i walk around botanical gardens and whatnot but uh yeah. I'm pretty sure neither Heather or I got our medal either, so don't feel too bad. That makes me feel better, actually, because you guys are usually pretty good about I, that stuff. So I didn't get one either. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if Justin didn't get it, then God, my chances were nil. But yeah, that's that's kind of been it, guys. I, I've been on a Pokemon high, so, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I've been doing. What have you guys, I almost hate asking this, what have you guys been up to in the wonderful well. world of gaming? Well, I'm excited because I just finally found the hidden bonus chest in the crypt of Mortal Kombat 11. This has been like a constant thing all episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I finally got it. I had to unlock like three or four different like rooms that I didn't even know existed, but I've finally got it. Um, So now I have like the classic Liu Kang uh, outfit. Um... Uh, besides that, um, I'm going to be real quick because I haven't been playing a whole lot of games. I've been playing Mario Golf a little bit every night, getting my uh, getting my me, getting my right. me leveled up. Uh, I just did my first uh, cross-country golf, which is 
okay. I heard that's kind of the low point in the game, but you only have to do it once. So what is that? The speed golf? Like no, the... that's that's you have like this big golf course, and you're pretty much like you're told to hit to that one. So you have to hit to that one. But in the meantime, like you've got cliffs and and other courses or every other fairways and things so you have it to turns cross into over, like a so. par so sometimes it turns into like a par 10 or type of thing you know? yeah like, like oh, you have to do weird. three holes in in like 10 strokes or something like that mm. um i don't know the gameplay know. is great like, i might enjoy that <laughs> yeah like like the gameplay overall is great it's everything i want in a mario golf game it's fun and it's great at night to just have a little something relaxing to play because normally I'm trying to find something to play that isn't going to stress me out and keep me awake. Mario Golf is good for that. Um, besides that... Can I um, ask a Mario Golf question before we move on then? Maybe. Okay, I'm going to ask it then. <laughs> um, so the old Mario Golf, I kind of talked about this last time you talked about Mario Golf with the whole Mario Tennis like trophy, you know, that whole thing. Um, I haven't really felt much personality for Mario sports games lately. Like, remember how in, like, old Mario Golf, like, you'd get a birdie and, like, every character would have their own animation and stuff? Like, is right. that back or is that kind of just dead? That was an old thing that doesn't exist anymore. Um, I mean, I haven't been able to play any of it multiplayer, so I don't know if any of that personality is in it. But, and, you know what, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I mostly either play as Mario or my me. Like, I haven't really uh, experimented sure. with any but when of the you, other characters. Okay, but, but let me ask you this, then. Because, Mar you know, Mario's going to do what Mario's going to do. Like, when you get a birdie, does Mario, like, you know, run around with his hands out or, like, cheer or anything? Or is it just like, you got a birdie? Oh, I, oh yeah, the they always have course. some sort of... Okay. They, are, they always have some sort of, like, celebratory uh, cutscene. I don't know if it's as elaborate as him running around like I remember okay. he used to do, but... Well, that makes me feel better. I just want I just want my games to have, like, personality again, you know? Like, I want mm -hmm. I want to feel things when I play games. I think I felt like uh, Nintendo and their partners were at their peak with the... And maybe I'm biased here because it's a soccer game, but with the Mario Striker series, you know? Yeah. I like, feel like that was, yeah. like... They yeah. got it. I enjoyed uh, baseball too. Mario Superstar oh, Super Sluggers. Sluggers or whatever. That yeah, that era was... in the GameCube, they really yeah. did well with the Mario. Well, and sports. GameCube was the last good Mario sports up until maybe now for me. You know, Mario Power Golf. Oh, for some Power of them, Tennis. it was the last Total Mario sports because that was the last. Right. See, GameCube was the last Mario Golf game. See, I latched on to every... No, but we had, like, Mario Golf on the 3DS, you know, and uh, it was sure. acceptable. It was it was a Mario Golf, but it felt sterile, right? It felt like it was mm -hmm. missing. Yeah, even the, Mario even Golf the Mario... and Mario Tennis for the 3DS were very... By the, by the numbers, yeah, boilerplate. Yeah. And um, and even, um, like, Mario... T I know I'm, I'm eating into our time, but who, who cares? I don't, I don't live with a roommate anymore. I can stay up as late as I want. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two other things to talk about anyway. So. But but Mario Tennis on the Switch, um, like, it was better, but it still felt kind of hollow, you know? It still felt kind of missing. Mm -hmm. so, and that was Camelot, I think. Wait, so, wasn't like, there a Wii U Mario yeah, Tennis that was really bad? There I, was. I, <laughs> I put, like, five yeah, minutes Yeah, that was the one where the characters, that. like, grew to super size. Yeah. And that was literally the only 
like I, yeah. unique yeah, thing about the game. Yeah, they got really sterile for a while. And I know Nintendo does, like, like again, with kind of like Paper Mario, I know I'm biased with that, but I felt like it kind of took that route, too, where things got, you know, you lost original characters and you got, like, King Babom from Mario 64 and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. a lot of just kind of washing clean, like, the creativity stuff, so... Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully Mario Golf does. It sounds like Mario Golf is a good time. I really hope it is cuz I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I I'm enjoying it. I don't I think I'm probably enjoying it more than I have quite uh, like quite a few of the other Mario Golf games yeah. like it um but part of that could also be the way I'm playing it. Like mm -hmm. I said, laying in bed I want something relaxing to play and this really hits the spot for yeah. me. Mm -hmm. I like I like that the RPG elements are back. Yeah. I like that you can play as your me. Um, you know, so like it's almost like the Mario Golf Wii that we never got. Yeah, sure. Um Have you tried motion control? I have not because I've been playing in bed the whole time. Um I might do it tonight, although I've got another motion controlled game I I'm eager to play tonight. Bow chicka bow wow. Chicka -bow -wow. <laughs> Alrighty then. No, um, uh, for those of you who are listening to this after the fact, um, tonight is the eve of Skyward Sword HD, so I plan on playing a little bit of that tonight. Still um, plays. Still plays. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, last night I started a game that's been sitting on my Switch for a long time. I bought it on sale, and again, I was looking for something relaxing, and so I started playing Batman the Telltale game. Oh. Um, I got probably about halfway through episode one. They're long episodes. Like I expected them to only be like twenty to thirty minutes per episode, but it, I'm it goes on. I'm trying to remember which one that one was. Was that? Is it like a Lego one or is it full on Batman? No, it's Batman. full on. No, Batman. this is this is like Batman, like yeah. comic book Batman. It's it's like the Walking Dead style, but with Batman. Yeah, right. If I remember. Yeah, right. it's yeah, Telltale. It's, it's a yeah, Telltale game. But didn't tell. But I mean, even like visually. Anyway, I'm getting like, in the weeds. Anyways. They did. Tell me about they did. Batman. They did like Minecraft too. Maybe that's what you're thinking. That's of. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah, what they, I'm thinking yeah, of. yeah. Telltale did a Minecraft game as well. My my kids played that. Um, I have. Both Steve Batman that? games, and I have all of the Walking Dead games because, like, at one point they were all on sale, and I wanted to try them. And I'm like, hey, I can get every single one of these games for like twenty bucks, so I may as well. Um, sure, it's interesting. It's a lot more interactive than I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um, and like, there are certain parts where you're prompted to choose you know kind of like the old wing commander games you're prompted to choose a response to a conversation mm -hmm. and the character that you're talking to will remember the responses and it'll affect how the game proceeds later on and so mm -hmm. every time i do something and it says so and so will remember this later i'm like oh crap what did i what did i do did mm -hmm. i did did i make the right decision the wrong decision so you know, I'm eager to see how that plays out. But um, besides that, like probably most of the games that I've been playing have either been Game and Watch Gallery Four because I've been carrying my little Game Boy Micro around and playing that occasionally. Um, just quick, quick little review of Game and Watch Gallery Four. I hate the progression in it. You have to get stars in everything in order to unlock more games like mm -hmm. it doesn't just unlock by playing it you have to get better 
And the thing with a game and watch game is it's not meant to be played for long periods of time. But mm -hmm. in order to get five stars, you have to get a thousand points. And a thousand points takes like a half hour to get. And who wants to be playing a game and watch game for a half an hour? Because it's just, yeah, it's sure. a time filler. Yeah. So I, I also downloaded Game and Watch Gallery 4 and a hacked game save or a completed game save for my emulator, which is mostly what I've been playing. Um, uh, I've been playing our like old arcade games. Like uh, uh, I was playing some Cubert last night, and uh, oh, what else do I have on this thing? Um, I got Paperboy and the old Nintendo Pac-Man, and you know, like so. I've got all those arcade games on here. I've got tons of NES games and Famicom Disk System games. I I. Uh, I downloaded some translations of Japanese-only games like uh, The Mysterious Murasami Castle. And, Ooh, I like that one. Um, there was an NES or a Famicom game that I downloaded a translation of that I can't remember what it was. But, like, that's really, like, pretty much all I've been playing for the past week or two has been, like, these little bite-sized things that I can play for, like, five minutes and then put down. So Sure. Nothing truly exciting, but hopefully I'll be able to get at least an hour into Skyward Sword tonight. Yeah, that's right. Well, Eugene, what have you been getting me. at least an hour of into last night? Um, I'm going to just walk <laughs> past that one, and then I'm going to tell you all about all the games I've been playing. So let's start with the boring ones that everybody already knows, because I do want to talk about Pokemon Go. Go every day. <laughs> I do want to talk about Pokemon Go. Um, the event is this weekend. I spent, um, between me and my wife, about $22 on Dear this God. event, so it better treat me um, right, because it is Pokemon Go Fest this weekend. I am excited for it, so uh, that's all I'll say about that. Next week, you'll find out if it was worth it or not, based upon if I got enough shinies during the event or not. I don't think I've ever I participated think... in a Pokemon Go Fest before, so I'm kind of excited to see how this goes. So I'm assuming and it's I think in all the time that I have been playing Pokemon Go since it first came out, I don't think I've spent $20 on it. So. Oh, see, you're I, what I, you're I, what I, Niantic calls somebody they hate, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one of those of... dirty casuals. This is what I tell myself to justify my purchases is I have the Google opinions thing on my phone. So I get like a bunch of surveys. And then once I hit $10, then it all goes into coins and Pokemon Go. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, that's uh, Pokemon Go. Stay tuned for more adventures therein. I will say that if you haven't... Um, update or updated your app or played in a while it looks awesome these days there's like really cool weather effects um huh. the oh the yeah cool. like last week they added that it's super yep. weird yeah, yeah it's it, it, it threw me for a loop it really did um then and then of course for their um you know for the anniversary event or whatever it was there was like fireworks going mm -hmm. off in the background type of thing so that was really cool um, I, for some reason they added like houses in, on the map, um, too. So like you can see like where the houses are and it's kind of weird, but anyways, that's enough Pokemon go. I'll be talking a lot more about that next week. Um, 
Do you guys want to hear about Pokemon Snap? Because I finally beat it. It and I love. Oh god! I mean, I, I feel mean, like I've been hearing about it for like a month and a half. But yeah, yeah. talk talk about it. Tell me what you're yet, doing. Yet yet another game that I'm trying not to spend money on. <laughs> I just I just appreciate that you've been able to talk about this entire game without spoiling anything for me so far. So I yeah I I've been um it, it I mean it's not a game where there's a lot of spoilers, but there are some surprises. Yeah, and but you I know feel like, you know yeah. me. You know who exactly. I am. I'm the guy that's not looking up which monsters you can get in Monster Hunter because I want to be surprised. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I will say that for me, I don't know if the internet in general or, you know, popular opinion is is this, but the ending was satisfying for me. Like, um, because... Um, it's a weird statement for Pokemon Snap. <laughs> is, well, 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 I, I kind of wanted to ask about that because at the end of OG Pokemon Snap, you unlock all the secrets and you get to go mm-hmm. on in a one-on-one against Mew. Is there a Mew-esque kind of final encounter thing that you get to do that's like, you know, that satisfying? Uh, I, I'm not gonna. Um, I appreciate. And it. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't done everything. Tread lightly. I'll say. I will say that. But th- th- it's very satisfying because I got an an ending right, and then you know there's uh, you know there's more stuff to do type of thing. So like I that's yeah. satisfying to me that I don't have to that I that I basically can keep going and there's more to do type of thing. You know. So that was yeah. I, I I appreciate that. Um. But yeah, that's Pokemon Snap. I, I mean, guys, I. What more could I say? I really love that game, you know. So if you, if any, if anybody's on the fence, you know where I stand there, you know. So yeah, good stuff there. The other games I've been playing though um, are not on the Switch. Um, I was um, super disappointed by the Switch OLED um, announcement, so I tossed my Switch to the side, and I booted up the Wii U. Um, Woo! You went way back. (laughs) Yeah. My Wii U is is in my room awaiting me for me to plug it in and use it as, like, use the gamepad as, so I can play Paper Mario in bed. Unpopular opinion. I liked the Wii U. Popular Same. opinion. Getting it back out and hooking up the gamepad and everything sucks, but yes. I like the Wii U. I so uh, I had the exact same um, experience honestly dude so like it was I, I pulled out the gamepad I was like this actually feels really nice because you know the Switch mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of it's really not that ergonomic quite honestly you know yeah. but the gamepad like I can play for days on that gamepad you know like it just feels really really nice so that Too was bad, well like if they could put if I, they could put the OLED screen on the gamepad that right? would be perfect because like the worst part about the gamepad is that screen that mm-hmm. blurry low contrast low resolution screen i was just about to get to that actually so not only is the screen very low res but then you start like you know actually trying to use it as a touch screen and you realize that oh yeah this touch screen sucks it's not like a multi-touch <laughs> uh-huh. it's just yeah it's uh so all of those memories started flooding right back in. <laughs> but um, so the real reason I booted, I'm booting up the Wii U, um, my friends, is because my son is now starting to like technology and steal my phone and my tablet and all my expensive stuff. So um, I went and bought on Amazon, um, thanks to Lucas for helping me find some of this stuff, by the way, um, a rubber casing for my Wii U and um, <laughs> some screen protectors um, so then he can't um, 
Yeah, so then he doesn't break the screen because I don't want him to break it necessarily, right? Because then I'll, I'll we use our hard to find, especially the gamepad, you know? So yeah, I want this it's thing so, protected. It's so weird now that, you know, it now that they're not making it anymore and nobody's playing it anymore, everybody wants one. Uh, right? It's crazy. Um, but that was only half of the um, challenge because I had already done this in the past. I did a soft um, hacking of my Wii U um, probably about a year ago through a browser exploit. But I oh. decided to just go full hog. I like I did a um, I installed a custom firmware on it. I installed the homebrew browser on it, and I. Uh, it, the Wii U is a really good emulation machine, guys. I was, I played, uh, I installed RetroArch, and I basically could play kind of everything. I played PS1 games, I played um, oh, uh, Nintendo 64 games. Oh, and uh, then I could, then I could emulate the, I could mm -hmm. record those. Man, you're giving me some ideas. I gotta yeah, bust out like the Wii U. I, I still have never even hacked my original See, Wii. <laughs> Okay, tangent here, but like, <laughs> y'all know I like making videos. I haven't been able to figure out a reliable way to record old game footage. Wii U could like, be your solution, honestly. Yeah, because like, I've never been able to do the whole, like, hook it up to an HDMI converter, and like, that mm -hmm. sounds, dude, I gotta look into the, you gotta send me like all the things you downloaded and how to do you, it. I was gonna if say, you, another good option, is, except you already have a Wii U, so, you know, whatever, but another good option are the, like, NES and Super NES classics, uh -huh. if you get hands on those, because you can a, install, the processor isn't as good as the Wii U, sure. but, you know. There, there's some really good um, guides online, I'll actually post one in our little private chat here. Nintendo, <laughs> full disclosure, we don't endorse anything Eugene is doing, he's a dirty, <laughs> dirty scoundrel, and he will be off the show next week, please give us free stuff, but go on. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, um, the one thing is that if anybody who's listening to this um, wants to hack their Wii U, probably do it sooner rather than later because it does require you to purchase a game from the virtual console. Ah. Um, I, I had to purchase Brain Age for like five bucks or whatever, right? Damn. But then, but it, I guess that, that it's a DS game that you buy on the virtual console that you can exploit somehow, and then that's <laughs> how um, you can install all the stuff. Very cool. Weird. Yeah, yeah, hacking's weird, my dude. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's um, it's really cool. So, um, I basically have a really awesome emulation machine that I can, you know, basically. I, I I let's I got I did this for my son, but I've been playing it more myself. Let's just say that, right? Like I've been playing a lot of Glover, a lot of games. Excuse me that I actually never got the chance to play because I never had a PlayStation console. So I actually booted up um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, maybe not for the first time because, you know, I played it at, like, friend's house and stuff like that. But, you know, like, for the first time for me, you know, so I can kind of see what that's all about since, like, the remake is all the big hype these days, you know? So, mm -hmm. but, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been an interesting journey. Um, I... I don't think it's as easy to hack as some of the other consoles that I've hacked in the past. So, like, I think, like, the Wii is a little bit easier to hack, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, it, it's doable, and there's lots of guides for it. So if you're interested, why not? You know, it's your Wii U is just sitting there, probably. So, you know, it's a really cool device to emulate things on. Um, I'm going to go into a one more pirate-like discussion, because the next thing is also a hack that I am attempting... 
on my Switch um, because um, I was thinking about getting an o a, a Switch OLED. So I, honestly, I might hold off on this, seeing this Steam device and just kind of contemplating all that stuff. But um, I was looking into, I'll say, hacking the Switch because I have two devices and, you know, maybe I hack one of those. Hack and Smash Bros would be a lot of fun. Right? So, um... The, the cool thing about this is that the hack is actually requiring me to fire up my 3D printer, believe it or not. Because you have to, pr um, the way that you hack this console, <laughs> the way that you hack the console is you have to print a little jig um, that slides into the right Joy-Con rail and um, you put like a paper clip or like, you know, a metal object or whatever, like, and that to short out two specific pins. It's like pin one and pin 10 on the Joy-Con rail. So you can do it without the jig, but it's really hard, right? Because, you know, you have to hold it still, you know, all that stuff. So I was excited to fire up my 3D printer, print, a, print up a jig, and um, I haven't actually attempted the hack yet, but I think I'm gonna try that this weekend. So stay tuned on that. But I, um, if if I may make a recommendation, mm -hmm. get another switch first. <laughs> that way. Well, if... I, again, I have two switches in my household. Okay. So like one okay. is my wife's switch and one is mine. And quite honestly, my wife Mission doesn't achieved. play a whole lot. So yeah, she. So you know, if it, if it if if like I get banned or you know, it's not the end of the world. So but, yeah, because yeah. like I, I mean, the closest thing I've come to hacking a console was I did install Project M on my Wii, Wii. Mm -hmm. and um, I made sure that I transferred all of my Wii data over to my Wii U before I did that, just in case, you know, something went wrong or something got mm -hmm. banned and I lost everything. Right. Yeah, no, that's already been accounted for. Uh, like, most of the stuff that we do is on my main Switch. There's a few games, like there's a Dark Souls save that I'd be sad, like, if, you know got lost somehow on that switch you know so that would be a bummer but you know for the most part i'm not that that worried about it but uh yeah so that's uh that's been my uh my journey in um video gaming this week so uh that's all for me really and that's all for us thank you so much for joining us on this episode of infendo radio well, we definitely talked about totally legal things that you can do with your <laughs> switch and your wii u that are totally totally above board um we will be back next week with another episode until then bye bye see you real soon au revoir au Rare gold Chronica vault containing exclusive Liu Kang items. Guess I'm going to the crypt. God, I really want you to use that as a intro for Infendo. <laughs> Ooh, we are a recorded. rare, a rare low Chronica vault <laughs> containing unique Liu Kang items. Guess I'm going to the crypt. Infendo <laughs> Radio is on. Now. <laughs>